Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. This October 3rd. New York City. Tri-state area. Highline motherfucking ballroom. If you love the locks. If you love It's the Real. If you're a movie nerd. <laughs> Guys, we're doing another live show. It's going to be at Highline Ballroom. Highline Ballroom, where last year we brought together 10 members of Rockefeller Records. You know who it was. Biggs and Hip Hop and Lenny S and Young Guru and Just Blaze and Jim Jones and Freeway and Young Guns and Chaka Pilgrim and... Uh, whoever else and it was amazing and people were like how are you guys going to top that well we're not we're not <laughs> but here's the thing guys it's going to be an amazing show in a different way this isn't going to be reuniting bad boy records it's not going to be like reuniting aftermath records it's not going to be like reuniting slip and slide records oh but that is a good idea this here is going to be Two Jews and two black dudes reviewing the movies live with you guys. We're going to watch a movie and give live commentary right there on the stage with you guys. October 3rd, Highline Ballroom here in New York City. Get your tickets now. Here's, here's why I say that. Because last year, people waited until the last minute to buy their tickets. And guess what? It sold out. Sold out. This year... The best way to not be left outside is to get your tickets right now. Right now? And the best idea is to go to itsthereal.com and get your tickets because they are available right now. On itsthereal.com. That's right. Jeff, we have watched Coco with the guys. Yep. We have watched Black Panther with the guys. Mm -hmm. We have watched Trading Places with the guys. Mm -hmm. We have gone over Netflix recommendations with the guys. Mm -hmm. I think there's another one or two episodes of Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies on the way before this show. But doing it live, seeing the faces of guys like Styles and Sheik, and we're going to have special guests there, but seeing their faces while they watch the movie, seeing our faces as they say ridiculous things to our faces is the best part of Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies. You have not lived <laughs> until you have seen Sheik hate a movie that everybody <laughs> else loves. It's really amazing because, you know, the best part of doing this podcast with the guys is that they're real human beings. You know, they're they're obviously the people that are portrayed in their songs. Yeah. They are obviously the people that you've seen performing rap songs on stage. But when you get them talking about everything from the Koch brothers, <laughs> like the... I love talking about the Koch brothers with them because obviously there's a political side to them. But when we brought up, do you know the Koch brothers? They were like, we know a lot of brothers who deal with Coke. <laughs> so it's it's really amazing to get Jeff's perspective, Sheik's perspective, my perspective, Styles' perspective. And the movie that we're going to watch, we're not going to tell you just yet. But trust us, it's going to be the most dynamic experience. This is a show that you will not want to miss. Guys, we haven't performed in New York in a year. Yeah. This is going to be a humongous show. Tickets are on sale right now. It's the real.com. Chic, Styles, Jeff, 
Eric, special guests, special movie, special evening. It's TheReal.com. Jeff, today on the podcast. Today on the podcast is Joe Fresh Goods. The people wanted this episode, and here we go, Joe Fresh Goods. Joe Fresh Goods has worked with everybody from McDonald's to Adidas. He was in town for an Adidas pop-up. Yep, Chance the Rapper. He did amazing work in fast fashion, which is not something that he wants to be known for. No. But was super effective when he did a Rihanna hat that Rihanna sent a cease and desist about. Yep. Uh, He did a Malia shirt that the Obamas loved. But there's more to him than that. We talk about growing up in Chicago. We talk about, you know, what it's like to set up your own business and also to live within your business. Oh, my God. When he talked about having his store in his apartment and you were like, what happens when sus people line up outside? There's a lot here. He's a great dude, very innovative and has a great perspective on things, and we were really happy to have him here. If you guys fuck with dope merch, make sure you go to itsthereal.com slash shop to pick up your AKA t-shirts before they all sell out. Again, go to itsthereal.com right now and get your tickets to see us live with the locks. Two Jews and Two Black Dudes review the movies. Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode? Right after I recommend a few episodes I want people to listen to, episode 105 with Mike Carson. Wow. We just saw Mike out in Cleveland. He is the creative director for Big Sean, and we talked about his whole come up doing ill roots stuff, going to school in Chicago, and really doing amazing work with Big Sean on his tours, on his merch, on his lifestyle. It's a great episode. Number 40, Andrew Barber. Shout out to Andrew Barber, Chicago's own fake shore drive CEO and everything over there, but also the manager of Valet. So we've been thrilled to see his progression, but find out how he started. Talk about Indiana University. We talk about what the Midwest means. We talk about Lupe and Kanye and Chief Keef and Chance the Rapper who shouted Andrew out at the Grammys, and we talked about South by Southwest, where he got Master P there. Oh, and the best part is that we talked about him having this surprise visit to Puffy's Mansion in Florida. So, all that and more, Andrew Barber, episode 40. Number 168, Guap Dad 4000. Man, Guap Dad, what a amazing personality, an amazing artist, and certainly somebody who you guys should keep your eye on. Guap Dad 4000, we got one of his first interviews here. I think Marissa Mendez got the first one, but we got number two, and our interview is epic. All of you Guap Dad fans, all of you people who don't know Guap Dad, find out what scamming is, find out what it is being born into a scamming family, and find out what it is to throw parties, have them taken down, Think you're going to have a career, have it taken away, and decide, you know what? I'm an artist. I'm going to make my art, and I'm going to kill it, and he's killing it right now. Guap Dad 4000. Is that all? That's it. All right. Well, again, guys, two dudes, two black dudes, October 3rd, Highline Ballroom, it's thereal.com. Jeff, when do you want to get into this? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. LARPing, a.k.a. True Fucking Player. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Rock Nation, a.k.a. Easter Island. It's uh, Joe Fresh Good, Chicago's finest. Yeah, this is a waste of time, and it's the real. Bow, 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 bow. Joe, what's happening? Man, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm in New York for a week and a half now. I did my own pop-up at uh, Lower East Side. And, uh, yeah, I'm out here. So I'm just doing the whole New York tour press run thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, we are thrilled you're here. Here specifically for the podcast. But uh, maybe, maybe four or five months ago, we were like, you know what? We need to get Joe on the podcast. And we went to your website. And I'm going to read straight from it right now. Uh, for anyone who has not been to your website yet, it is a giant red screen and it says, I'm crazy. It says, I'm all over the place. I randomly collab with friends. I release clothes when I feel like it. Sometimes the site will be blue. Sometimes it'll be red. Yeah. I have no structure. I hate structure. 
I have a store. It's called Fat Tiger. I have a few brands. This is my personal site for all things creative. I'm crazy. And then there's an asterisk and says this website is just like my life. 100%. There is no way to contact you here. And we thought, you know what? He'll show up at some point. And <laughs> yeah. here you are. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to you. Shout out to Gil who, who yes. connected us. Really good friend. And, really good uh, dude. and we just appreciate you being here. Yeah. How do people even find you? Um, being in Chicago is kind of weird because um, sometimes I feel like we're like the, you know, the sepsis of the New York, L.A. when it comes to like culture and like uh, media. Um, so a, a part of this, something that's cool about being like the uh, I won't say underground guy, but like, you know, it's all over the place because I, people don't understand. Like I'm Joe Fresh Goods, but right. my store is called Fat Tiger, but then I have a brand called DBM. So it's just um, I think. It's just hard to figure out, like, what the hell I do and, like, what, you know. So, something about that is kind of cool, you know. I think people are slowly, not slowly, but I've been doing this for a while. But I think now people are starting to catch on, you know, the right people are trying to catch on. I still yeah. haven't, like, hit mainstream yet, uh, I would think. So. But, uh, yeah, I just, I like it like this. You know, yeah. I like it, like, hard to find, you know. It's just you don't like, have to put, like, uh, promoter slash yeah. designer slash manager slash, yeah. like, all in your bio. Definitely. I mean, my email isn't, like, all of my, my handles, and I, you know, check it. But now I have, like, a whole team mm-hmm. and assistant and everything. So I'm, like, I love not being organized, but at the same time, <laughs> as life get busy and, like, I'm, you know, have a whole business, is I have to be organized, you know. So, what yeah. do you put on your tax returns? Is the biggest thing, I guess, right? Oh shit! <laughs> or do you file your taxes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a huge thing too. Like, I want to, you know, that's why I do workshops because people think it's just all about making T-shirts and like just putting funny stuff on dad hats and that type of thing. And no, it's but like, it's sweatshirts too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And polos. Um, but yeah, it's a real business, you know. And I'm like I, at age thirty-one now. Um, going into this, you know, I've, I've always loved making clothes, but now I have, you know, five people on payroll and taxes and sending people W-9s. And I'd be like, what the hell is going on? I just want to make clothes. Yeah. So uh, um, as I as I get older in the industry and like understand this game more, um, it's a job, you know, but it's, um, so it's still, I'll still wake up every day happy. That's you know? dope. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah, exactly. So where are you from? Uh, west side of Chicago. Okay. Um, it's like me, Lupe, Twista. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I think that's where Cameron goes to yes. find yeah. the bus down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Cameron's all over the west side yeah. back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, but yeah, most when people think of Chicago, and most Chicagoans just like on um, Kanye, Chance, Common, like going on and on, they are from out south. Mm-hmm. So for being in front of the west side of Chicago is, um, you know, we don't really, I won't. Say we won't make it, but it's not a lot of us from that side of the town to get talked about. So you have a chip on your shoulder growing up there. Um, I won't really say that. I Man, I grew up a middle class family, so I won't like have that whole thing. About, I grew up poor, trying to struggle. Nah, mm-hmm. no, no, my make it up dad, on this podcast, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. My mom and dad had really modest jobs. Um, you know, I wasn't privileged, but um, you know, I wanted to uh have lunch money, so I started making T-shirts in high school. Um, just the way because I didn't want to ask. I don't like ask people for money, so like I didn't want to ask my mom and dad. For pocket How did money. you make t-shirts? So, um, my first shirt ever, and I, I really hope somebody can put, find this one day, but uh, it was that era where all the NBA players were getting in trouble. I forget. Isn't why. that every era? What are you talking <laughs> no, about? No, it was an era where it was like a whole bunch of mug shots that just stopped popping up. Oh, okay. Uh, like the, jail, um, the jailblazers, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kobe got in trouble. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It was just like, it was like a summer where it was like, I saw like eight or nine NBA player mug shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, f- a sophomore in high school, so it was probably like 2000 and 
three years. Had you had a job before? No, 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 no. So basically, iron on. I used to go to Office Max, steal paper, Mm -hmm. um, print it, put it inside the printer, click print, and then iron on a T-shirt yourself. Yeah, one man operation. Yep, yep, yep. So how was your iron game? Um, it was cool. It was like yeah. I used to press the shit out of the shit. You know, it was like, you know. And then Cameron with pink. So it's like I made the, the mugshot t shirt and then when Cameron started wearing pink heavy, um, I wanted to do that. And I realized it wasn't really that's before the brand started getting into winking pink stuff. I think Nike had came out with some Nike pink and green shoes. It was slowly starting to become a thing. So I just made Pink Panther shirts. Pink Panther shirts was like my thing. Um so yeah, that's kind of how I got my start, just selling it throughout high school. Do you have any other siblings? Yes, I have. Oh shit, I have a lot. Well, my father's like a hoe, mm-hmm. so he has like um, thirty kids. Whoa, yeah, not really, like, yeah, yeah, but a light yeah. thirty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I grew up with my two brothers. Um, yeah, you older, said you're the younger. you're the oldest, yeah, young. oldest out of everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where'd you get your style cues from? Um, you know, I could I I consider out west similar to like Harlem, you know, like that that flashy ghetto, like you know, like that rock star hood rock star vibe that's mm-hmm. like growing up that's what i saw a lot so it was all about kind of being flashy and, and doing stuff that people um wasn't doing i remember my first thing my first time doing something to close um was um cutting i saw dipset what video some dipset video and i just went to the beauty supply got some pink bandanas had one of my homegirls sewing on some jeans to work to school, first day of school. And I was like, I feel like the man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. look at my pink bandana jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? The ones that Cam had. Yes, I pretty much just made that for <laughs> yeah. myself. And it was like, oh, shoot. You know, it was kind of cool. Can anybody look fly in gym class? In gym class? Man, not really. Because the shorts <laughs> be really little. The t-shirts are always kind of whack. So, not really. Nah. When you're moving around high school and you're, and you're trying to make your own style, is it hard when people want to dress just like you? I was in the business of selling clothes. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, I just I dress relaxed. You know what I'm saying? But like um, in high school, I wanted to just really fly so people can be like, oh, I want to dress like him and buy what he, you know. It's kind of weird when you selling clothes, but you like a dude that don't dress. Right. Mm-hmm. So in high school, it was just like um, I stayed, you know, with the current trends, I would say. Um, a lot of different. studded belts. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. The. The, the belt with that had the words that would go across the middle yeah. of that. Oh, mm-hmm. you had the electric one? No, I didn't. <laughs> that was always been corny. Uh, but yeah, you know, I wanted to dress, you know, I wanted to dress cool so like people can be like, yo, I want that t-shirt or whatever. So. And you moved t-shirts. Yeah. But how many at the time? Um, I mean, it wasn't like a real job. Like uh, maybe like four or five a week, $20, $25, you know? So I wasn't like a kingpin, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was like a cool little side hobby, you know. But that's so dope to be like just you know saying, oh, it's a very limited collection. It's, yeah, this is. Well, I know. didn't even know what a collection was. It was just like, yo, I'm wearing a t-shirt. Some guy like it. I mean, that's back when everybody used to really want to match their sneakers with their t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a pair of Jordans or Air Force Ones or something that came out, and then I would just try to make a go to the beauty supply and go buy a navy blue shirt that goes with navy blue Air Force Ones, and you know just iron on, you know. Yeah, and so like. You're using Photoshop or using Illustrator? No. So I would just like, um, that's the best misconception about me. Like, even nowadays, like, I have a team to do everything. I'm like the ideal person. But back then, I used to dibble and dab and like designing stuff. But now I would just like, you know, remember that era that was like the biggie picture? Mm-hmm. Like, you just, the, literally the, the square picture. That's all it really was. It was just like, let me find the most weirdest picture on the internet and print that on the shirt and just like get that to people. So it was like, it was that. So this is before Tumblr. Yes. So where are you like yeah. getting your inspiration from? Where are you looking online? The hood. Yeah. You know, it was just like, I, I mean, again, it was just like before 
streetwear in Chicago became a thing. It wasn't Leaders thirteen fifty four was like the first store mm-hmm. in Chicago that was like the cool T shirt and sneaker shop. It wasn't really, especially coming from where I'm from. It was like a lot of the stores picked up the same items. You had um, academics and Rockaware and that type of stuff, but it wasn't like the cool um, T shirts, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I used to go see, you know, the Biggie with the Coogee sweater, that shirt, or the infamous Tupac middle finger picture, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, let me just go find the pictures of the internet and just print it out on a shirt. Would you ever wear anything like LRG or any of like that stuff now? No, then. then. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, yeah, I wasn't like again, like I don't know if that's like a New York or LA thing, but streetwear in Chicago starts started off at like 2003 for the most for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, because some people are like y'all been wearing Supremes and whatever. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I, I'm not friend. I wasn't really a part of the skateboard culture. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I come from, people wasn't skateboarding. So except I don't, Lupe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, exactly. Except Lupe. Um, so it was just, man, just wearing stuff that's cool. So yeah. what were you listening to in high school? Oh, man. Um, Dipset, Abby, uh, everything. You know, I think my musical ear was way better in uh, high school because now it's just like, I fight people if they say Uzi isn't the best. Right. <laughs> and as a 31 year old, she'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, I'm, you know. So, um, but I think, um, you know, it was cool in high school because I went back and went back and listened to Illmatic. Because as a 31, I, right, I didn't, it was before your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I was going back and listening to all my beep. Yeah. Uh, all, like Nas first album and a half, you know. And I was like in the new stuff, you know. So it was like um, that's probably my best time for music ever was in high school because i would get to listen to new stuff mm-hmm. and go back and listen to the stuff that i didn't that i wasn't up on yeah you know? yeah, yeah yeah so who are you in high school are you are you confident do you know yourself yet is it is it tough like what, um, what was high school like me and my well so we went to lane tech lane tech high school which was like a, one of the biggest high schools in chicago it was like a college mm-hmm. big campus like uh, i want to say it was like six seven thousand kids whoa high school that's humongous yeah um so it was, you know, you had to stand out. It wasn't a lot of, and it wasn't a lot of African-American kids there either. You know, it was a big population of people, but it was like, you know, it was really diverse. And mm-hmm. being where I'm from, I didn't see, you know, black, white. I mean, I didn't see like white, Asian. I didn't see none of that. Mm-hmm. So going into high school, being around that, it was like, oh, shoot. You know, as soon as my, <laughs> my freshman, sophomore year of high school, I was like, you know, I don't think I got to go to college because this is like college to me. Because it's tech. Does that mean that there's specialties? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that wasn't my neighborhood school, so... My neighborhood school was like a uh, hood school. So I'm like literally glad me and my best friend that we was kind of doing t-shirts together. We both got accepted there. And I was like, oh, shit, we made it, you know. So uh, but high school was all about standing out. There was so many students or whatever. So mm-hmm. through style, through, you know, I wasn't really into sports. I like play. I tried out for football. I, I, used to think I, you could, I used to think I could run fast, but. <laughs> How did you find out that you couldn't? <laughs> Um, going there, like being tired, like fuck this shit. Um, so what was your specialty in high school then? Like, messing with the hoes and, <laughs> and and dressing good. That's the best class. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Like you know, I mean, I, I took high school serious, but you know, I just always went to own my own business, you know. And it's just um, that's I've always been like an entrepreneur spirit, you yep. know. So I just yeah, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I know I wanted to sell clothes, but I just knew that 
you know, I was like, this shit kind of pointless because I already know what I want to do, you know? Well, did, did you get a job well, after school or anything? Yeah. Um, yeah, I worked at Subway. Subway was my first job. <laughs> yeah. Worked at Subway. Then I... Um, Make, making the actual sandwiches? Making the sandwiches. Turkey. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever you wanted. Yeah. Ham. More ham and yeah. cheese. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, from, yeah, so I had like little jobs. Did your friends come and visit you at work? Nah, not really. Everybody's embarrassed. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Why am I just say that? <laughs> Everybody had jobs like that in high yeah. school. I wasn't yeah. too cool. But yeah, not really. It was like... I was off the. Uh, it was like not um, away. It was far from school. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think Subway, and I forgot whether that's the place I worked at. See, but. that's the opposite of what you were like, because you're like all flashy in school, and then you yeah. gotta go wear a uniform. Fresh yeah, goods. That's why I came up with the Fresh Goods name. Uh, really? No, I did not. It's because of Twitter. <laughs> I just remember it's a good story to say though. Yeah. So you worked there for how long? Um, about this is like my maybe my juniors. Yeah, my junior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably like six, seven months. And know? selling t-shirts was just like just it's still a hobby. Yeah. Just a little hobby. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even cashing out like that. It was like a little hobby. Yeah. You know? Did yeah. you do different sizes or was it like yeah. listen? Yes, yeah, so whatever you want. So if, you, if you fit into a large, yeah. you're good. Yeah, yeah no, it's you, only sample size. Everybody's me, a medium. <laughs> if you would come to me for uh whatever, I would go make it. You know, have it for you the next you day. You took school. requests. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, you know, I was making business. And was, did anyone like want to work with you? So yeah, my partner. I never want to forget about him because he's he's like my partner even now, and yeah. it's just like right now, like so you can't forget about him. No, 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 no. no. But um, yeah, me and Terrell, uh, we started Terrell Fresh Goods. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> he hates that shit. He is his own. Yeah, they hate that shit. Was, uh, but Terrell Jones, yeah. uh, King Rello on Twitter. He's like my lifelong partner. Pause. Right. Uh, but we've been friends since like eight years old, and um. Yeah, we started a brand called Vita Morte, which means life and death. Okay. Mm-hmm. We started, that was in like what a language. In Latin. Where'd yeah. you find that, though? Uh, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that definitely just, wasn't school. Shit yeah. just sound cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, you know, shit just sound cool. Like, uh, By the way, good thing I jumped in. Yeah, it was like Latin. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah, were just yeah, like, yeah, like uh, I don't know. Uh, you're like, uh, French. Um, <laughs> but, uh, right. Uh, but we, that's, that was the name of our brand in a sense uh, in high school. So Did you put like those words on shirts? Yes. Yeah. It was all about, which I'm like, against now i feel like a lot when a lot of kids ask me you know how to start a brand blah blah i usually don't like doing logo stuff i tell them get people in your t-shirts by just doing funny good graphics first mm-hmm. and then hit them with logos yeah. you know that's because sometimes people are like why would i'm wearing your shit on me i don't even know what that means so but yeah we was just making logo tees at first mm-hmm. yeah and stealing images from the internet <laughs> no well that came after if you don't, like i was doing the stealing images on the internet before then we just like try to take it a little bit more serious at the high school um, yeah, it was like one. I went to I went to the store. It's this area in Chicago called Wicker Park, which is like super gentrified now. But um, I saw this brand called uh, Fashion Geek, um, and I walked it back past the store, and it literally probably just changed my life. It was like a black owner in like an area that's not a lot of black owners, and um, he was just selling T-shirts, and I'm like, oh shit! So I started interning there, and that's when everything kind of changed for me. Well, okay, so before you even get this internship, yeah. Are your parents on board or off board with you going to college? Like, do they, what do they want for you? Yeah, my parents just recently started getting on my dick about this shit. Now they know oh, this dude is cool now. <laughs> but, um, no. They saw your website? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't even know if they saw my website yet. They just like, oh my God, like papers, newspapers instead. Um, but no, no, you know how it is. That's, you know, it, it, is, you know. Because you were the oldest. Just making, making shirts, you know. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I went to Hell Washington um, community college mm-hmm. after high school just to please my parents. Commuting to there? No, it was like it was. Or you down, stay there? It was downtown. It was like downtown Chicago. So uh-huh. the community college was like I stayed in uh, my mom's and yeah. dad's crib, and I would just like do three times, three days out of the week. I worked at Nike Town at that time. Oh, so 
I worked at Nike Town. What were the benefits of working at Nike Town, by the way? Um, you know what? So, uh, funny thing about me, uh, this was back when sneaker culture was like uh, Air Force Ones, and it was like crazy. I I just used to go to a lot of the stores. It's corny now, but I used to just give people my discount. That's kind of how I got cool. Like Whoa. you know, um, not just the whole world, like a thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like I'm just discount thought. No, you have to, I wasn't. You have to earn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like you know, people just know me. I used to come with fresh uh, shoes at school, and like. You know, if it was like the home, the big homies that work at the shops mm-hmm. that didn't get certain shoes, they just take care of them or whatever. Um, so that's really bad. I ended up getting fired there. Damn. For what? Um, which is crazy because now I work with Nike Chicago and like my <laughs> face is like really big <laughs> outside of it. But um, I had this scheme. I could talk about it now because it's like I have my face in front of the whole building. So it's yeah. okay now. But um, I had this scheme where Nike was like, yo, any shoe that's people could return any shoe. Like if it's a, a air bubble that's busted, you can just say, "Hey, well, you get your full um, your money for it." So yeah. I used to tell my friends, "Hey, man, return your shoes after you wear it, and I just give you a gift card for it." Damn, and I got in trouble for that. Like, <laughs> I, they put me in a room, a dark room. And they like, "We got you on camera," and they really didn't. I just said, "Okay, mother, I did it all." Oh. I signed some weird papers, and it was the end. And I thought my life was over. I thought, "I'm a guy. I'm gonna get exiled from the whole yeah. Chicago scene, coming like a, a thief." And I. That shouldn't happen. Yo, like, you crumbled quick. Yeah, I, shit, literally. I'm like, I did it. <laughs> I did it all. I did it all. Uh, but yeah, like fast forward last year, I worked with Nike Chicago and they like um, put my face. I did a sh- uh, program with the uh, the Bears mm-hmm. and um, Nike and they had my face really big and a whole bit of place I got fired from. I literally got drunk in the front of the spot with me and my friends like. Yeah, look, anything is possible. You know Yo, what I'm saying? They should have, like, you know those pictures when you go to a grocery store and it's like, don't allow this person yeah, in? Yeah. They should have done that with you and put that on the side. I should have made that shirt. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I should have made that shirt. But it, was, it, was a, it was a dope moment in my life. It was a dope moment last year. Yeah. It was yeah. a dope moment when they escorted yeah. you out of the Well, because you got to finally, you know, be like a football player. Yeah. And you got to have yeah, your Yeah, people know I was a football yeah. player. I was like, every time that picture comes up, because I'm a big dude, a yeah. little bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, you got the Gail Sayers on too. I mean, not yeah. the Gail Sayers, Walter Payton. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you from Chicago? <laughs> right? No, I'm from New York. <laughs> so okay, so so Nike Town doesn't work out. Yeah. But and you're still going to community college. Did yeah. you think that you were going to use community college to get, you know, the next rung of the ladder up and then keep going that way, or did you want something to sort of strike immediately and be super successful at you know uh, 19? Yeah, honestly, I was just trying to waste time until I figure out what I wanted to do, you know? You had um, no idea? No. I mean, I went to school for journalism or some shit like that. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've always liked writing, you know? Um, and uh, it was just a way for me to just, I would say, pass time so I could please my parents, you know? I didn't know I was going to be here. I had a hint that I was going to keep doing, you know, I had a, I, I won't say, like, knock on wood, I had a very, like, um, a lot of things that happened in my life was, I won't say lucky, I worked hard, but, like, like through all my releases and my drops and the people that I connected with, it's just been like, how the hell did this happen? So in the community college, I was I started working at Leaders, which probably ended up changing my life. Um, I interned at Leaders, and I ended up getting a job, and that was like my way of getting inducted into the Chicago culture. Because mm-hmm. like you know, I won't say Chicago is segregated, but like me being from the West Side, I wasn't really cool with that many South Side guys. The Leaders mm-hmm. was owned by South Side guys. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used to travel there, and I like learned the culture. You know how to talk to customers, drug dealers that came in the shop, uh, hype bees, sneaker guys, and so it was like, um, yeah. And that was like that inducted me into like this place where I'm at right now. Why do you think they took a chance on you? Um, well, me and my partner, they thought uh, you were a football player. Yeah, they thought <laughs> being was a football player, and we could bring people in. No, nah. um, 
I don't know. You know, it was one of those things now where I just like, yo, I'll do anything. I'll fold shirts or whatever. And I, you know, it's weird now as a store owner now with so much internet, I get that DM every day. Like, yo, I'll come from blah, blah, blah to work for you. But I think this was like pre-internet and I just, you know, pull it up. I tell kids all the time, like, sometimes, like, I get so many DMs and emails a day, you just got to pull up on me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want to know what's going on. Sometimes it's But like, they can't find you through your website. <laughs> yeah, true, right? Yeah. You so know? they got to work harder. They got to work actually, hard. I'm yeah. around. I'll be, around. I'll be at my shop. I'm not one of those guys that's just like, even at my pop-up this weekend, I literally tried my hardest to talk to everybody that came in. You, you know? talked to us? You did. That was yes, very nice. I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like real quick, but yes, you know, yeah. so... You know, I'm just right to be personal. My, you got some people that have brands and you never see them. Mm-hmm. They just drive their fancy cars and just take these kids' money. Are you talking about Michael Kors? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> um, so I just learned early on to just be hands-on. If you want something, you just got to get it. Yeah. You know, when leaders, I just um, uh, folded shirts. I did what I had to do to make money. Well, even before I got paid, I just did what I got to do. said, so, I'll be here whatever hours yep, you need me. Yep, yep, yep. Forget community college. Yep, yep, yep. So that's kind of how that happened. And, um, yeah, I ended up dropping out. Not dropping out. I just didn't pay no more. Drop out sounds so intense. I right. dropped out of school. I mean, I just, it is very Chicago. Shout yeah. out to Kanye. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You stopped paying right. the tuition. Exactly. Yeah. That's all what happened. Yeah. It was yeah, so. a quick little like Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, then it's just like, yeah, I just worked the leaders and yeah, stopped coming up like that. Does leaders have beef with RSVP? So like, were you like looking at them being like, fuck them? This is pre-RSVP. So, so you don't even think about them. <laughs> no, well, that's why I think it's my job to tell people how important leaders are because leaders are starting to get forgotten. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2018, um, I'm really, him as a black owner in Chicago before, before St. Alfred, before RSVP, before Notre Shop. And these are all my friends, mm-hmm. all these shots. But like, you know, nowadays we, Culture is moving so fast. I don't think I hate saying, it. you know, I don't think leaders maybe adjusted to the times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, they're still legends. I have leaders tattooed. I'll be like, what he did for the culture in Chicago. A lot of the rappers coming up with Chance, me, Vic Mensa. A lot of us that we made each other through the leaders' doors. Mm-hmm. Um, it matters. Yeah, super matters. So you know, it was early on. Like leaders were literally the first store that sold streetwear. Mm-hmm. Then came Saint Alfred. Um, then came Juggernaut, then came RSVP. So it wasn't really a beef. Um, I think oh, no, like, I'm just trying to oh, start shit. No, right? <laughs> like, like, uh, I, I nah, literally want you to be right? like, yo, fuck your roots or something. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. no. Was so, what, love. What, so what were you doing there? Leaders? Yeah. Um, selling t-shirts and stuff. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, so my end game was, my end game, but what I started doing was, so then I came up with a brand called Doughboy Magic. Mm-hmm. So Doughboy Magic was me um, and Vic, one of the guys that work at Leaders, mm-hmm. uh, we just was like, let's package up T-shirts like drugs. Um, I told a story. I recorded something on my MacBook of me like packing stuff up. Um, you know, that's when I realized, I realized 10 years ago that it's like brands should be about more about storytelling. Mm. People want to know what's your history, like how you started, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to tell, you can actually YouTube, if you search, I don't know what you got to search, but like I have early videos of me like packing up shirts, treating shit like drugs or whatever. So I started selling my T-shirts under the table at Leaders. That's dope. Um, so yeah, so at first, Corey, that's the owner of Leaders, he didn't really mind. But um, after a while, it was like people would come in the shop, ignore everything that was in there just to buy my stuff. And I just <laughs> take it out of my book bag, hey, here's your shirt. So that's kind of how I got my start as far as like selling T-shirts again. I was like working for, like if I'm working for you mm-hmm. and... I'm selling my product at your store. It was like, you know, I was bogus. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, there was, was no thought right. of him like being like, you want to know what? I'm going to put these around or I'm no? Like, as time got on, I think we talked about it, but I'm glad he didn't because I would probably would still be working there and it's just like I'd be working for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So 
life happened how it happened, but if I was him, I would have cuffed me. He would have Nike towned you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this was just like a cash business, right? Cash business. Like I, I started off square, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like 80. I, I started the brand off of $80. Um, and I'm, I, I it was That's a, how much money you put in. Yes, yeah. $80. And I made 12 t-shirts. Uh, I, I screen printed them myself. I said, make the trap say A. Mm-hmm. Literally, just make the trap say A t-shirt. Screen printed by me. And um, I sold them for like 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I made like four or something or some shit like that. And wow. I'm like, oh shit, it's like profit. Yeah. So I kept putting money in, doing it. So that's how I started off. Packed it up, Ziploc bags, uh, duct tape. And uh, people started loving the story in Chicago. So then I transitioned. That's, so now Tumblr era hits. Hmm. And I come up with a crew neck that says money, co- money cars, clothes, hoes. Mm-hmm. Um, with the and, and, and that shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and got posted on Tumblr a billion times. Um, I went to South by Southwest. This was the era where it was like before all the rappers got too cool to like walk the 6th Street and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just saw Currency. I saw Lil B. I saw Big Crit. And I just gave him shit. So like it was like a weekend. I had like six music videos all wearing my stuff. It was like, holy shit, this is me pulling up on people. So, so people would just hit you and be like, yo, I saw your shirt in that right. video. Yep, yep, yep. Super so dope. I forgot. I mean, I wish I would have documented this more and like had all this like in a folder, but like it was like, um, I don't even remember, 2011 or 12 maybe, but like I had like on Worldstar, I had like six rappers' videos. This is back when rappers used to shoot all their videos at South by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All wearing my stuff. Um, I had a hit, hit on Tumblr. So at my like height back then, being a short, a, a younger, a younger dope, I was. Shipping about, I was charging 50, 60 bucks for a crew neck, and um, I was selling like eight or nine a day. For me, that was like lit. What even made you want to go down to South by? Did you go by yourself? Like, like um, South by just seemed like that wave. That's where everybody was kind of going. And South by is kind of weak now, but like years ago, South by was like that wave. It was like, yo, let's go out there, let's connect with rappers and connect with people and like go to the parties or whatever. So it was so my first year going was uh, me. The guys from Ill Root, shout out to Mike and Mike. Yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. Um, we just uh, saw uh, the tall Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Tall Mike Carson yeah. in, in Cleveland. The yeah. tall, uh, darker Mike. Yeah, yeah. Tall, <laughs> yeah. So, like, it was all of us. We literally loaded up in a um, uh, 10 passenger, 12 passenger van. and Because th- that was their first time going out there, too. Yep. So, like, literally, we all experienced Sabbath at the same time. Just from young adults trying to figure out how to make money or how to, like, be seen out there. Well, talk about the idea of giving away t-shirts to those people who would wear them so that it would create awareness yeah. so that you could sell them to other people yeah. who liked it. So it's different in 2018 because I'm not, I'm as I've gotten older in the industry now, I don't, I'm like against rappers, not against it. I like having personal interactions with um, artists because yeah. I don't want to, because I, nowadays I get free stuff and it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't, you know, I'm appreciative of everything, but at the same time, it's just like you're not necessarily gonna wear it. Mm, sometimes, if, I, if it's if it's packaged really right, it's right. dope. It's a dope message, but like, so I don't just like get rappers' address and send them boxes. I don't really do that no more. Mm-hmm. But right. young, I could say younger dope being on the streets, it was just like yo, hey, this is what I do. It was cool, take it, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was like I won't say it was new. People have been doing this for years and years, but like just being, it was just it was just it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Like rappers are a lot more as South by we talking about. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. was a lot more approachable. Right, right. Like this before, like now, literally, I was like currency weird, just walking down Sixth Street. Yeah, no security, and it yeah. was like it was easy. Like yo, what's up? This is what I do. I'm from Chicago. Here's a crew net. Cool, put it on. You know, now it's hard to do that nowadays. Right, it's just hard with so much internet. Like people run up with you the phones. Like again, it's been cell phones around for years, but I would say. 
you know, eight, nine years ago, it was just a different vibe. It was right. People more, weren't running up to you with their Blackberries out yeah, being like, hey, exactly. let me get your contact information. <laughs> yeah. It was more, and then it was I will text account. you a selfie. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so from my digital camera. It's, we got to adjust with the time. So nowadays it's just hard to do that, you know. Um, but again, like back then, and again, I never wanted to build a brand off what rappers and artists and um um, athletes wear, but it was just like you know more press. It was good. Yeah, because I, I I think I started a folder last year. I've had Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, Chance. I looked at the list of people. I had, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I could literally create a website of all the people that have had wear it. But I think that's corny. Right. I don't want you to wear. I don't want the type of customers to wear my stuff that buying it because that's not the kind of guy I want. Right. Right. It. You know what I'm saying? It's just like those are. Those are all natural um, transactions right. throughout my life that totally. people wear. But I don't ever want to build. You see some companies that build their brand off who wore it. I just think that's kind of corny. You know right. what I'm saying? That's how our podcast works. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Stupid. So what, was, so what was your narrative then at that point after South By? Like, were you still packaging it up the same way? Were you still moving it the same way? Mm, ah, man, I start. I, well, so at that, afterwards, everything was going. Uh, oh, Rihanna. This is my Rihanna hat mm. thing. So, mm-hmm. was, was, so. You know, I'm, I was trying to figure out what's next because again, I can't sell the same crew neck for a year and a half. Right, right. And you yeah. want to tell a story with this hat? Yeah, <laughs> right. So I mean, um, so this a story is like, in one sentence, right? So I this is back this before hashtags was corny. Um, I went around town telling my friends to um, your hashtag the hat. So it was like hashtag hat. Yo, Joe showed me the hat. So I remember I remember coming to Virgil at RSVP like, yo, I showed him the hat. Oh God! So he tweeted. I gotta find that tweet. But Virgil was like, "Yo, Joe's about to drop the hat in a few days." <laughs> like literally, it was like everybody hashtagging the hat, the hat, the hat. So and I didn't show the internet what the hat actually was. I just started out my popular friends. Just yo, just hashtag the hat. Yeah. So, so I, you were Joe. Joe had previously made T-shirts. Yeah. But Joe was about to drop a hat. A hat. Yeah. Like what the hell is he talking about? The Big hat? news. So um, <laughs> it was. I want to fuck Rihanna. It was like the, a calm nigga song flip. Of like the with the just regular script with the asterisk or whatever <laughs> on a beanie. Um, it was super, you know, with no thought prior. Like I was smoking weed. Like yo, I, I want to fuck. I want to like, fuck Rihanna. I want to fuck Rihanna. Yeah. So it's a universal statement. Yeah. yeah. So um, I it did is. that and um, it caught on. You know, I think I did a, a, a pop up for Black Friday where I released the hat. How many? Uh, well, again, my numbers got b- bigger as I gotten bigger, but like I think I made I sold like sixty hats and like. 10 minutes and which was huge for you huge for me i'm like yeah. holy shit how do these people on the internet know about this and it was like i sold a lot in stores so it was like wow and it was like i didn't drop the how to i didn't drop how the hat look till the day of so you didn't even know what you was hyped up about so you, you know? created the demand right it was like i'm i'm happy about this shit what the yeah hell? yeah <laughs> and then and then you sold out sold out and then um that's when i got into wholesale so it caught on so big and um karma loop reached out to me i got my first big check from karma loop shout mm. out to karma loop no, rest in peace. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, who are you talking to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There's rest nobody. In peace, Karma Luke. The ghost of Karma <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, they get, cut me a you check. You took their last money. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, got it. They cut me a check for like 10 grand, which is like huge for like a 24 year old. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, I was selling them out online. Um, would you produce a whole bunch and then hope to sell those out, or would you wait to get the orders in and then produce what was asked for? Well, it was, it was hard finding manufacturing because, again, it was just like, I, I forgot what company made them for me, whatever, though, but it was like, yeah, I start off with making three hundred hats. Probably cost me eight hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, I just try to like you know, it was like buying a pound and just like 
just chopping it up, whatever. So then after a while, I would just do made the order. So if Carmelo bought, you know, a thousand hats and T-shirts and stuff, I would go in there and make it, you know? Did your parents know about the I want to fuck Rihanna hats? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like, you know, well, I guess he's doing something. They so, weren't wearing it, yeah. though. No, 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 okay, no. no. Gotcha. Because I, at that time, I had bought like a... Because um, you sold it out. I got right, you. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I got a, got like a small apartment house. I was like balling. This area in Chicago called Pilsen. So when at the height of my um, the hat selling... I got like a two bedroom and a big garage, which I don't know why I bought this big of a place, but um, I turned my garage into like a stock room, and I turned my second bedroom to like an office. Damn. So it was like it was it was I saw something happening. I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I saw because I had like I was at eighteen stores across the world, you know, all off the Rihanna hat, you know, a couple two stores in Paris. They reached out to you. Yeah. 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 I forget how because I don't know how my my it's always been hard to find me. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that happened. Started getting bootlegged like crazy because it's mm-hmm. like anybody can make this shit. Yeah, it's embroidery on right know, hat. Um, you don't pull those wait, and shit. How do you find bootlegs? I started seeing hats that wasn't the font. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's not my font. Yeah, but like, you would see them on like Tumblr or you would see them Tumblr. In- uh, I remember going to New York, seeing them in Chinatown. Like that's my hat, <laughs> you know. And again, I, I I don't own that. I didn't know how that even worked. Yeah, right. Um, I got then I got to end up getting a cease and desist from Rihanna team. How did you celebrate? <laughs> Man, I was sad though because I didn't understand the I didn't understand the art of cease and desist. Now I love cease and desist, like got you, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was sad because like, oh, my money maker is over. I gotta figure right. out what's How next. am I gonna fuck Rihanna? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what happened? Because Tiana else. Taylor, remember when Tiana Taylor and Rihanna got into it with each other? Yeah, yeah I do. Tiana Taylor, she wore the hat before. It was like a beef thing that, and she wore the hat. So Rihanna posted that picture. It was like whole weird thing. Yeah. So she put in like, I want to fuck Rihanna up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right um, And she posted the hat And it just like It took off again But I got a cease and desist uh, For using Rihanna likeliness And um, yeah It was it was, it was was like a heartbreaker thing It was like the fuck I'm about to make money now They Nike-towned you Yeah Nike, yeah. everybody Nike-towned me man That's the whole thing with this shit Nike-towned my ass Hey guys we just want to take One second to interrupt this episode To tell you that as we hit 199 episodes On the cusp of our 200th episode Of this very here podcast There are a few different ways That you can help keep this pirate ship afloat Jeff Tell them what they can do. Send us money. You can do that. But there's different ways to send us money. Like? Like you can buy merch on our website at itsthereal.com. You can also buy tickets to our upcoming show here in New York City at itsthereal.com. You can also buy our book, which is on pre-sale at Amazon, Rhyme Book, on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and any other online bookseller, I'm sure. Yes. If you search Rhyme Book Rosenthal, you will find our Rhyme Book. Or you can just go to itsthereal.com. That's the easiest way to do it. So, guys, if you fuck with It's The Real, if you have enjoyed any of the prior 198 episodes and this is the one that sells you, well, contribute to It's The Real at itsthereal.com. And now back to Joe Fresh Goods. Well, did you think like you're like, look, I I've had two good ideas already, right. maybe more. This this won't be the last one. I'll I'll think of another great idea. Yeah, I was still hurt because I had at this point I was paying thirteen hundred dollars a month for my spot that I you know, and that was my bread and butter. I don't think I did. I had a job. I had like a weird job with it, like a um. At this so at this time at the hat was selling, I had a how do you call it? I had like a job not through Adidas. I was the person that was. Go to different stores like Foot Locker and Finish Line and see how stuff is selling. Hmm. So like um I forget it was through an agency. So my job was to this was around when Derek Rose is hot. Mm-hmm. I was like selling. I was going to different stores, talking to them about the product. Um yeah, so I did. I was doing that. It was an okay job. I was like I thought I could move up in the world with Adidas. That's not how I ended up working. 
Um, and I, at the same time, I was selling my hat, the hat. So again, the clothing business wasn't my main job. It was, it was, I was doing good, but I still, something about it was I didn't feel comfortable enough to make it my main job yet. When they said, uh, hey, here's a cease and desist and don't you dare ever make these yeah. again, were you like, all right, I'm just going to fulfill these last orders. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Get those out. And, and then, then change the name to Tayana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, was, you know, I think at that, I got let go. I'm not going to say fired because Corey going to hate me for saying that. He hates, <laughs> hates his new narrative. Like, how you fired? He, he posted, like, so Corey Gilkey, he's the owner of Leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted something on Instagram the other day. It was like, because people ask him, do, 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 he, do, do he know Joe? Yeah. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I hired yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like, some people, he's like, Millenniums be like, do you know Joe Fresh Goods and the Chance the Rapper? He like literally he started. Like, this is just like college. You you decided mutually not to continue anymore. Well, he well he had two stores, and I, I, now that I'm a business owner, I give him so much props because it's hard to like pay. He was paying like eight people off clothing. It's like hard. Yeah, you know. And this is like doing a re, um, recession, whatever you call that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like money was tough. So like. I was hurt, but like, damn, how you let me go, man? But at the same time, like, he couldn't pay like eight employees. That's a lot. Off a fucking sneaker business. Yeah. It was tough, you know? So, um, let go of leaders. I was doing the agency thing um, with Foot Lockers and Adidas and stuff. And the Rihanna stuff was like, I have to stop doing that. So, I was look, trying to figure stuff out. And where does this next idea come from? So, tie dye hoodie. This is the tie dye hoodie era with Chance the Rapper era, I call mm-hmm. it. So, Chance was. Um, a good friend, you know, save money crew. So it was Vic Mensa, Chance yep. the Rapper, Joey Perps. Mm-hmm. Can I, I don't I can go on and on and on. All my little homies. Um, they were, you know, in the Chicago scene. We were in the Chicago scene throwing parties and blah blah. They were like the little homies. They're like five, six years older younger than us. So we would sneak chance and Vic into parties. Like, you know, they, they were like our little bros. So at the same time I came out with a hoodie. So the brand was called Doorway Magic. So I came out with a box logo hoodie with the tie dye. Tie dye, tie dye hoodie. Before, like tie dye was like you know huge as it is. Did you do the tie dye yourself? No, nah, I found a company that was like selling tie dye hoodies like a yeah. blank, so I just printed on top of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was people loved it. Nobody in Chicago. It was like 2013. Everybody in Chicago had this hoodie. You know, no front. Everybody in Chicago had this hoodie. So, um, I at this time I had a storefront. My first very store. So after I thought moved from this. Apartment second um, with the garage. Yeah, yeah. I moved to it. So um, one of my friends, Trash Hand, he's like a huge Instagram photographer. Before this became a thing, we lived together. Um, I found a spot in Pilsen. I had a storefront in the front and a apartment in the back. Whoa! So I opened up on weekends. Uh, this is when my tie dye hoodie was really pumping. So I had to sell the hoodies, uh, sell them online, and I was doing good. And at the same time, Chance was bubbling too. So Chance didn't take that hoodie off. <laughs> Like literally, it was like you can like Google Chance the Rapper first performances, and it's like he's just wearing my stuff. So he's taking off, I'm taking off. He's wearing a hoodie. I remember one day he came to my house because he lost the hoodie or some shit, and I was like, <laughs> he I only had one. You, yeah, I only gave him one. He's just wear the same shit. Yeah, um, size and, uh, medium, medium. Okay, yeah, just medium, medium, smutty, medium. And I, I gave. I was hurt because like, how you gonna lose? This is my bread and butter. But I gave him another hoodie, and he like wore that. And then one of his first videos, Juice, whatever, something. And um, yeah, I got just went up after that. So it was like people start calling it the Chance hoodie, which just pissed me off. But, yeah, um, <laughs> has my logo on it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was like the height. That's what the tie dye hoodie was like the next the evolution of my. So what do you think uh, Save Money was going to turn into? I knew it from the start, and I not to be that guy, but like you know, back in the day, Vic Mensa used to wrap his ass off as like a fifteen year old. 
he, I remember him rapping off, um, get money, dun, like he, he say he changed it to save money and yeah. he like freestyled it. I wish I could find an audio of this shit when he was 15 rapping because that was like the hardest shit I ever heard. Um, Chance wasn't really rapping like that. So at first it was like really just Big Mensa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so did you get Vic a sweatshirt? We, I mean, we took care of everybody. <laughs> but like, it was just like, you know, you know, it was tough because it was like 15 to 30 of them. Yeah. yeah. All the little homies. So I couldn't like, you know, it was a business. So, but um, yeah, I, I knew it. Not mm-hmm. to be corny, but I knew they was going to be like who they are now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Is there anybody from Chicago that you didn't know would make it? Hmm. Man, uh, let me see. Shoot, he's not from Chicago. Um, I don't know, man. Everybody, it was a period of time where Chicago was that hotbed, and just like you know, uh, Rocky Fresh, and mm-hmm. uh, this is um, man, Keith. I didn't know Keith was gonna be that big. Mm-hmm. First, it was like a Chicago thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm like a part time DJ when I'm get when I get bored. So I remember playing um, 300 and a lot of the um, stuff first in the club and. Seeing a reaction, and I just it, it was so raw mm-hmm. back when Lil Reese, uh, Reese, and not, um, everybody them like taking off Dirk. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it was gonna get so big though. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have called that. Did you know all those guys, King no, Louis, everybody? No, front like that. Yeah. Um, that side of town, like I'm, I'm almost consider myself a hipster guy, but like mm-hmm. I was cool with like a lot of the the skateboard kids and mm-hmm. like a lot of the rappers that was just like part of my community. I wasn't like I'm not from out south. Yeah, mm-hmm. so a lot of the drill scene. Right. Uh, I hate that word. They right. were. Um, I wasn't cool with. I, I respect that they work, and mm-hmm. we end up. I ended up meeting them in the future, but I wasn't cool like that with them. Did you know Andrew Barber was gonna make it? <laughs> Shout out to my <laughs> buddy Barber. Uh, I mean, Fake Show Drive was like shit. The shit. That was, it was yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Comments was crazy. Like that's the the height of the blog era. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you wanted to be on Fake Show Drive. I remember like um he gave me my opportunity. Like I I think I did um. Through complex, you did a hot like hundred bars. <laughs> no, I did a, a top T-shirt thing. Top the top T-shirts of Chicago history, mm. and um, he posted on Facebook. It was like so many comments, and like I did the best dressed rappers. Mm. That was my time. I was an editor. I was a writer for a couple. You, couple you days. did like journalism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did like the best best dressed rappers in Chicago. Who was the best dressed rapper? Man, that caught me so much friction. Because <laughs> it Man. was you just put like Chance the Rapper. No, I didn't. He wasn't even on this. You were like he wears my yeah. sweatshirt. <laughs> I think I had I think I had Keith at number one and it pissed everybody off. Mm. And I was just going on pure influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. true religion jeans, that whole wave. Mm-hmm. It was like it's big. I saw people Burberry I saw belts. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw kids dressing like him. So it wasn't like who I thought had personal style. It was style versus influence. Yeah, you, you know should should have just said Cam and then yeah, just like right. shut down. <laughs> right. So what is the toughest part at that point in your life having a brick and mortar? Well, it wasn't a real brick and mortar. It was like Sorry, uh, a brick and mortar apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, a spot, like yeah. a real spot. Um, nothing really. It was like, um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have. You know what it was? I realized I'm putting my address to the world. Yeah, that's tough. That was the thing I realized. Again, you're wild. talking about our podcast. Yeah, we yeah, have right, come up with our apartment. No, this ain't yeah. apartment. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing. Though. I was like, I thought about it before I thought about my wait a minute. I'm actually putting my address. Yeah, I'm tweeting my address every weekend. <laughs> you know, so something about that was weird. But I didn't think about it then. But like. That's well, did anybody kind of sus me. show up or no? Yeah, yeah. I, I just tried to because I had a curtain, so it was like a, a, a <laughs> storefront, but I had a curtain with a secret door, and that was like literally my apartment. Yeah. So I tried not to let people know that was my apartment, but it was like I wanted to make some money. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, so that was the only thing. When nobody sus, but at that time, Pilsen was like a like a, a weird area. So like I saw like a, a my, I saw a gang initiation like right across the street from my. It was like I saw a dude getting jumped into a gang. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. 
I'm confused. Do you want to yeah. buy a shirt? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, guys, do so you want to buy a shirt? Yeah, we make them in red, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Was so. there interest in getting your product into any of the other poppin' stores around town? No, I mean, again, I've always liked hand-to-hand sales and, like, talking to my customers. I want to know who's shopping with me. Right. I want to know how they look. I want to know how they, you know, what they talk about. Right. So, I, I realized like I, that's when I started doing pop ups. I think I did a pop up. So at that time, I did a pop up in Chicago, um, at a tattoo shop. Shout out to Great Lakes Tattoo. Mm. Uh, I did a tattoo a shop in um in that basement. I did like thirteen grand in two days. I was like, holy what? shit! That's I a, felt like Supreme or some shit like that. That's, like, a, my yeah. that's a big. So that's, so that's when I realized I should open up a full time store. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So that's when the birth of Fat Tiger pretty much happened. I was just like. Online sales is cool, but I need to be hands-on. Because, like, making that much money off a pop-up shop, you know, I was like, holy shit. So, that's, like, the thing that did it for me. Why Fat Tiger? So, again, I'm Joe Fresh Goods. My mm-hmm. brand at the, was dope. Right, I need to tell you about my dope story. That's, like, a whole thing, too. But at the time, my brand was called Dope Boy Magic. Mm-hmm. But I had my partner doing his brand, Vita. So, at that time, I know he's going to kill me, but I, I, I started focusing more on Dope Boy Magic. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, stopped. Doing Vita Morte with him. Mm-hmm. It was more Morte than Vita. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so is he um, just finding out right now? <laughs> yeah. So I love you to death, man. But no, um, that's what happened with that. And um, yeah, I Fat Tiger. We opened up. Well, but it came out of so you had a um, Dope Boy Magic, and then there was another brand called like Dope Boy Fresh or something. No. So all right. So rewind. So as Chance is wearing the hoodie, I'm starting to take off. The tie dye is blowing up. It's a brand called Dope Couture. You heard of Dope Couture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. no. I mean, well, only, because, only because I researched this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So dope Couture is like a brand. If you ever saw people wearing a shit that just said dope. Oh, yeah, I yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. And the D and the O overlap. Yeah. Yep. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. So they corny now. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. <laughs> Yo, they were corny uh, then too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, I got a, a letter in the mail because from what the guy, the owner is just saying basically, yo, you got to change your name. Like We cool, Joe, but like I bought the word dope from a rock band. So he literally sent season the sister every brand. He put a lot of people out of business because that that was a time it was like that dope fresh era in, in streetwear. So everybody was putting making shit that says dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. He owned the word dope. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that was like a, I, had, I had. I mean, at that point, I had friends that was lawyers, and they like, yes, yeah, it's, it's in there. I didn't know you couldn't even do that. But he got it from some rock band. Like, like I don't know how the shit worked. He out. wanted you to just be Boy Magic. Yeah. That's I'm like right. a. A kind of cool rap name. Yeah, Boy, yeah, Magic, Boy Magic. Right, yeah, Boy Magic. Um, <laughs> For like 2009. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was scared. You know, I didn't have no... He he offered me $1,000 to change my name. And I was like, are you tripping? So I ignored him, kept ignoring him. And um, I got some real scary papers in the mail from like I got served. And I was like, holy shit. So I just agreed to change my name to Don't Be Mad, which is a, a diss. People do not know, like literally... So this corny, the smiley face, I hate saying it's not because it's all about this. It's, it's kind of corny now. But I adapted Don't Be Mad was a moniker for like, yo, I'm going through so much in life. I'm not mad. Just going to keep on like doing my thing. I adopted the smiley face. So Don't Be Mad was DBM, which used to be Dolby Magic. So I switched yep. it over. There you go. And started doing the smiley face. I thought people weren't going to fuck with it because it was kind of like slick too positive, you know? Right. Yeah. To, to go for Don't Hit Matter to Don't Be Mad was just like, what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. So I, I did that soft change and with the smiley face and people ate it up. Yeah. Which, by the way, you still have those little like rugs. Yeah. With yeah. that with that smiley face. Well, I, I'm i still doing stuff. I, I tweeted like maybe a couple of weeks ago, like um, no shots, no brand now because I, again, I didn't make the smiley face at all. I'm not right. saying that, but like six years ago when I changed my name and did a smiley face, it was 
uh, it was a reason. Yeah. I didn't do the smiley face because it looked cool. And now right. it's like a lot of brands are using a smiley face a lot. And it's just like, so it's just time for me to retire. Re- like really yeah. right now. Yeah. Like that. super. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I just decided to just change. Well, not yet. But like, this is like my last year using this. So I'm like, slow, every t-shirt I drop, like a lot of stuff I do is like hidden messages and subtweets. All my shit now is just subtweets. All I do is release subtweets all day. <laughs> Being closed. But yeah, so like my... Um, Every time I do a pop up in the city, I'm like slowly killing the smiley face off. Okay, that's like my thing now. So like, it gets sadder and sadder. <laughs> yeah. And then so that fat tire came. Um, I didn't want to. As terrible as it's gonna sound, I didn't want to have a hip hop sounding store. Fat tire workshop. You don't know what they sell. Hmm. Um, I like. I like that. Yeah. My, uh, Vic Lloyd was one of our partners. Uh, we was just drawing names and trying to figure out stuff, and we wanted to do workshops because. My biggest thing is I don't like take, take, take for people. If people shot with me, I want to give back. So um, we always plan on doing workshops for youth and just people in general. That's so dope. That's how the workshop that's well, yeah, not dope. Don't, don't that's, say that. Yeah, that's right. just, yeah. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but FTW, it's all about being able to play around stuff with t-shirts and just, you know, so it just worked for FTW, Fat Tiger Workshop, you know, it was just, you know. So worked. who approached you and was like, I want to partner up and do like a million t-shirts. I don't want to do a limited collaboration. I want to do like. A million. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, even now, I mean, fast forward to success we have now. I've had um, this year alone, or the last twelve months, I've worked with Nike, Adidas, which is hard, by the way. People, that's yeah. people. I, I can't to work with both. Yeah, and that's like you know, I'm not gonna you know, I'm. Their conversations. Yeah, that, a lot of yeah. conversations now yeah. was like I, you know, it's gonna be that's gonna be stopped because I, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, it, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna end up writing a book about the last twelve months of my life because I, I want to inspire people because just like uh so i've worked with this month this year nike adidas um foot locker hennessy mcdonald's mcdonald's which is a good one um, it's a big one yeah it's a big one um i've been all over the place you know and um valet which is like i don't want people to be able to pick my collapse you know so just like i, I valet like the rapper yeah the yeah. rapper mm-hmm. yeah um so i always like to switch stuff up a little bit you know so mm-hmm. um and you know it's hard to talk about deals um, cause I don't want to give up secrets and like, you right. know, but I want people to be like, yo, you can do it too. You know, you just ask for what you would ask for. You tell them what you want to do and they believe in you just do it, you know? Well, okay. Then generally speaking, how long is the creative process from conception to execution? So I have this thing where I just use my notebook and like, I have like a, maybe like at least 80 notebooks from since like 2004 where I just draw, write down my ideas and like sketch stuff out. From the Rihanna hat, like for me smoking a blunt and just sketching out a hat that says I want to fuck Rihanna. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it's not really like you know. Again, man, a, lot, a large part of my career has been like, and I hate that people define me as like fast fashion, but like again, like if we moving on to the, the history of my uh, career, uh, when Kanye tweeted that he is uh, not tweeted, but um, right, he, he said for, he was on the VMAs and right. he said that he was running for president and that he he said listen to the kids, bro. Yep. So I literally I don't know how, but I, I have such a great relationship with my printers and manufacturers. Shot. No, nah, I ain't gonna say their name. No, no, no. Don't don't, don't, don't give it up. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, shouts to them. But yeah, shouts yeah. to them. So I've had, I built a very very good relationship with them to the point where I know I probably annoy them, but I'd be like, yo, I got an idea. Can y'all print this for me tomorrow? And um, they they showed me super love. So when Kanye went through that whole you know thing, I tweeted. Hey guys, I bet y'all, I bet y'all, I have a collection in two days, and got like a thousand retweets. And holy shit, I was just joking, and um, I end up making a design. Um, I put it out. So I, I think I tweeted about it. The VMAs was Sunday. Mm-hmm. I tweeted it Sunday night. 
I think I had a design Monday morning. I think I had it printed Wednesday. So people think that fast is a negative? Well, now I kind of think so, too. We live in this whole dead. I, I start, uh, what the shit? Um, oh, uh, Young M.A.? I started when she, you start seeing hats based off lyrics. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's some stuff just be corny. Like, you know, so I never want, I wanted to like do it in a trolling way. But nowadays with like rappers and like stuff, you see, you see somebody talk about something. And then you see like a shirt with that on it. Like that's to me that's kind of corny. Right. I did that because I want you to document what I was saying. I wanted to prove to people that I can have it fast. Right. I, I was kind of trolling, but I was again releasing shirts that was quality. I, you know. Yeah. But do brands want that that speed as well? Well, I mean, it's still like a good game plan. I would say for some companies, but like I don't like I hate when people interview me and like and and do like um, write ups about me and they just so fast. I don't like fast fashion. Right. A lot of my life back in the day. I did stuff quick just to show you guys I could do it quick, uh, but it was—it's not like what I wanted to define my career is like yeah. fast fashion stuff. But yeah, I did the—I did the Kanye shirt, um, and that's the first time I had a line outside my store. This is when Fat Tiger was open. Obviously, I tweeted that, put it out. I think Kanye to the—I don't know who reposted it because I wasn't even—I had a fraction of the followers I had back then, but. I remember going to the store and it was like fifty people not about that. I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> this is crazy." Are you sure they were waiting for you? They weren't waiting for like the subway next door, right? <laughs> right? For you to be in a subway working. Yeah. <laughs> also, thank God this was not at your apartment. Yes, exactly, man. Uh, but yeah, and I, shit. I mean, I need to stop talking about bread, but I've made a lot of money online in a few minutes, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I think I sold like nine hundred teas. For me, that was still a lot. That's a yeah. lot. And um, yeah, I was confused. I was like, "Holy shit!" Then I got a cease and desist. But again, like cease and that's when I was realized, like, "Oh, y'all just want to know how many I sold and shit." So let me, you know, right. shout out to um, who who does Kanye merch? I hate them guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they listen to this podcast. Is it by Joe Couture? <laughs> yeah, right? hilarious. But when you get a cease and desist, it's yeah. just they don't ask for like the back sales. Not really, they just want to know what you. I just didn't respond back to them. But isn't it just that they want you to stop selling it yeah. in, in, the, yeah. in the future? I mean, sometimes they get scary, but you gotta have a good lawyer. You know, I, 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 shout out to my lawyers. They like now I have to pay, but back then they were just helping me out, like you know, because I get scared. It's scary getting season decisions. Yeah. You don't know what the hell this means. But like the Kanye one was like, um, and I know they approved it. the whole thing. Is like Rihanna, Kanye, like. They not even the people that sending me the season desist. It's their, right, it's their people. Yeah, so it's like because I I found out that both of them was fucking with what I was doing, but yeah. it's like they not you know making the decisions. But yeah, a season desist is just basically, hey man, stop selling them. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, be like, a whole bunch of paperwork that's crazy, but it's like stop selling them. Because we've never gotten a season desist, so I don't really yeah. understand like right. what the yeah yeah. Well, it depends on how big shit get. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, like I did that fake Balenciaga t shirt, like. And that was my way. I've been doing so much corporate gigs. I like let me go back to my roots and just do some funny weird shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to take it off land. I didn't get a, I didn't oh. get an actual cease and desist. Sorry, we did get a cease and desist. Ooh. We got one oh, Toro. for yeah for Toro when we um <laughs> we did a, a a video for our song with Bun B called "Girls with the Dirty Souths." Yep. <laughs> and we had us as the world's worst landscapers yeah. because we salute those women who let their bush grow. Right. And so Toro, <laughs> the landscaping company, did not appreciate their logo being in it. They didn't and want so it there. Yeah. We'd yes. take it off of uh, YouTube. Yeah, so right. there goes 100,000 views in a day. And we yeah. were like, oh, well. Yeah. You know. Anyway, what was your reputation in Chicago 12 months ago versus where it is today? Mm, yeah, I think Chicago has watched me grow. You know, sometimes I get like, even out here now, I'd be like, damn, I should move out to New York. I got a lot of love. I'm like, I get to be up here with you guys and like go to different offices or whatever. And like, it's not that doesn't exist. We doesn't have that type of industry in Chicago, you know. Because sometimes I be feeling mad, like, yo, why don't 
Like even with my pop up, I'm like, why didn't hype beats or hosting the body or anybody post this shit? Like, and I did good anyway. So I I, I don't really care and like depend on blogs, but I feel like my voice and the, the, uh, that's why I'm I'm grateful to be up here because usually I I feel like for so much I do for the culture I'm like forgotten about and it's like you know it's just I gotta put feelings to the side because I'm still doing good you know. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, if you lived here, we would never have you up here. Right. So that's the that's Thank the good you. thing right. about you living in Chicago. Boom, we got yeah. it. Um, but Chicago wants to support me. I just did something for the Museum of Contemporary Art. Wow. I had like five hundred kids lined up outside. People that yeah, they just saying kids. Um, people lined up outside for me. So um, Chicago, because Chicago watched me grow. You watched me get fired from Nike Town. <laughs> you watched me, you know, get fired and work at Leaders. <laughs> you watched me open up my own store. You watched me have a child that I like always post online, like. You watch me, and I'm like not hiding. Like I'm always, I'm easy to find in Chicago. I mean, I be at the bar drunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm like an easy to, to approachable guy. So you watch me and Chance organic relationship. Like you watch all this. So I think Chicago supports me because it's just like, um, no, he's one of ours. You know, mm-hmm. I've always, I've wanted to attack streetwear in Chicago. I've, I've always noticed the guys wear that New York Pratt stuff, like the New Yankees hat, the mm-hmm. Supreme New York, um, L.A. Blah blah blah, and you know Chicago deserves that too. We deserve a Chicago brand is like Chicago Pratt. So. Um, I feel like I'm back for Chicago, you know? Your aspiration, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, where you go next, right? Because, yeah. like, you're doing these collaborations, but you also have your own stuff. And, yeah. you know, are you emulating Supreme's model? Huh. Well, you know, as weird as this sound, even being in New York this weekend, and I hate to bring up race again, but, like, a lot of kids, but, yo, you're like my black Supreme. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel good, you know? It's, you know, and just, like, it's, it's, it's needed. A lot of people... Again, where I'm from, a lot of people don't make it, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, even if you're not fucking with my designs and, like, yo, Joe shit, okay? It's just, like, my... What I'm doing right now is I'm hoping to open the door for other people behind me, you know? Mm-hmm. Coming up next. So, it's just, like, I just know I have a voice that needs to be filled. And, like, if you look, a lot of people that own these brands don't look like me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even if they have they have a hundred... I don't have no backers. It's just, like, it's all me and my crew, you know? We able to pull up to a city, sell out, and leave, you know? So, it's, like, it's a, it's a different model. So, you know, it's, it's always, like, it's just, I'm just trying to show people the way. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of the collabs and a lot of stuff I'm doing, because it's like, yo, it's possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do, did you make a conscious effort to work with these international brands yeah. rather than just Chicago-specific or Midwest stuff? Oh, well, they, at this stage in my career, they, I don't know how they found me on my website either, but, like, now, <laughs> I, I literally, I get, like, a, I just get an email, like, um, y'all can talk about this. Like, so, when I got approached by McDonald's, I got approached by Wendy's as well. Wow. It was crazy. I'm like, I'm like, who's trolling me? <laughs> Look, I got an email from Wendy's. So is it just like, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's always happened with competing in brands. No, the weirdest thing is that Subway's never hit you up. Yeah. Right? Oh, true. A, yeah. Can we talk about that story? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Black Jared. Like, come on. Now. <laughs> Fuck well, with me. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. No. No, no not the no, Black Jared. Because yeah. Jared was doing some boy yeah. magic. <laughs> Fuck no! I just yeah, not Jared. Like no, no, no. But yeah, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like um, yeah. I, it was like, who's trolling me? Like, why am I getting hit up by like a blah 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 and their competitors? It, like all year has been like, so it's like something that's going on was something award that's a it's a blessing. But um, I got hit up by Wendy's for a project, and I was like, mm-hmm. cool, let me consider it. And I got hit up McDonald's, you know, but you know, so it's like you know, so that's I don't know how they find out my information. Like nowadays, when you Google me, it's, more stuff is getting added to my resume, but. Um, it's literally been all like the last twelve months. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, Do you want to also work with like smaller brands? Like, I mean, like, yeah. Like, um, 
I know this is like a very weird example because the place closed down like a few years ago, but like I would have loved to see you do something with hot dogs, the mm-hmm. hot dog oh shop in God. Chicago. Yeah, but like I feel like great. there's yeah, I feel like <laughs> yeah. there are like some some cool smaller places. Yeah, well, because what's weird is I still think I'm small. I don't I'm not big headed, you know. Like I, I did good this weekend with my pop up, but like you know, still like I don't get mentioned with the guys in fashion. Like I don't. Again, I'm not chasing blog support, mm-hmm. but I don't get posted like that. You know, I'm, I'm just all ground root grassroots me to my followers so it's like I, I, maybe i gotta wipe that from my head i think i'm not big but like a lot of my collabs i'm like how the hell did they hit me up hmm. and, I, and i'm getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. but at the same time i still think i'm still climbing that ladder to get mentioned with the the other guys you well, know i mean do you have a publicist no because that would i guess that's, I, yeah that's yeah. what people tell me i just like again i don't want to pay nobody two three grand for like you know, you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just like it gets tough to realize like what do they you know because again i still like being underground yeah you know Something about me, I feel like the currency of, of what I do. Yeah. Well, then, but then how do you rectify that with, like, working with a McDonald's or working... Is that just well, for the bag? I mean, like, I know that you did it for the inspiration, yeah, but, yeah. like, you know, something inside you has to be like, well, this is sort of against my my character Well, you know in, what? In I was just talking to a lot of homies about that. I think industry looked at me like, damn, how did you finesse them? Mm-hmm. It's not like... I got one weird comment where it was like, I get, like, 500 people like, yo, we love... Thank you. You're doing good. And then one comment would be like, yo, don't let them suck your energy away from you. But mm-hmm. honestly, at this stage of my career, people are like, yo, Joe, you finessing these companies. Just get it. It's not like they take it. I mean, and then again, I'm going to talk about this like in a book or something like this, like down the line. But like, I literally walk into these offices and tell you what I want and will do. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it might seem, I don't think it's quite, because even like with the McDonald's project, sometimes I cringe when I see kids wearing what I made because it's like, damn, y'all wearing this McDonald's. But it's like, again, coming from where I'm from, it's like a, it's an underlying message between, and then it's like real talk. I'd be like they third or fourth pick mm. because a kid will say no, a baby will say no, and just mm-hmm. like you know, I got I got people I got to feed, I got a family, and it's yeah. just like and it's like it's not a bad look because I do like I do McDonald's, and I do valet, right? Right. Like you can't call what Joe is gonna do next, right? You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same valet hasn't blown up like that yet. He's slowly climbing it, but a lot of my customers like who the fuck is valet? No, but I think that's dope though that you're like all right. Yeah, I'm gonna work with this giant brand, but I'm yeah. gonna kill it. Yeah, like it's not just like you're mailing it in. Yeah. Like, so we in 2015 we sold the TV show to MTV. Yeah, and MTV is a place that like everyone has these conceptions about, and they're true. Yeah, but we were we were like, no, we're gonna kill it, and we're gonna change it. And people looked at us, they're like, yo, that you can work with, that you guys can maintain this credibility. Yeah, but work with a brand like that. Yeah. Means everything. Yeah. So we totally like. Yeah. And like, again, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people come to me like, "Yo, how did you finesse them?" And I love that. I love that storyline. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you are. I I don't want people to to misconstrue that and say like, "Yeah, he's finessing it." Like you don't have the the bona fides to back that up because yeah. you well, did put in that time, those hand to hands, and that work. Yeah. And again, yeah. I wanted a resume builder. I wanted to show the industry like, stop reaching out to these other guys first. You know, because me. I think sometimes companies be like, we can just give Joe X amount of dollars and it'd probably be cool. I think I showed McDonald's, because this McDonald's, that for that day, McDonald's numbers were like were way better. Like, I had a line. So that was my, I wanted to always know, can I do 20 pop-ups in a day? So, mm-hmm. like, that was like a resume builder. Like, I had five stores in New York, five five McDonald's in New York, five in Atlanta, five in LA, five in Chicago. So it was like, I was thinking to myself, are, kids, are people going to line up for this McDonald's merch? Again, you got to buy a Sprite to get the shit, but it was just mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, that's a low barrier of entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but I literally had a line outside of every McDonald's in every city. And I was like, wow. And for me, 
you know, does usually get any blog support. That was like crazy. That was like wow. Yeah. But now you've reset the bar. Now it's yeah. like you move on from there. Yeah. 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 So where do you look for for validation in 2018? It's tough. Pop ups. You yeah. know, not through companies, not through money. It's more so like literally like I'm so tired, but I I literally tried. I I, I took a lunch break for like an hour. I went on my pop, like pop up this weekend, mm-hmm. and some kid tweeted me like, "Oh my god, I came all the way to Joe Popper from Philly. He's not even here." Made me feel bad, but like, dude, I gotta eat. You yeah, know right. I mean? But literally, just talking, right? Yeah. yeah, I gotta talk. I like, I, I, I like feeling part of the community. I get validation off people, you know, because I realize that my my stance in this industry is like just being for the people, you yeah. know. And then hearing all these New Yorkers talk, cause New York, Chicago, I, you know, that's my hometown. So like, but New Yorkers, I like, what's where you at? What what's how to tell you from? I'm from are you from Harlem? How long you been in it? Like mm-hmm. I've been following you, since, and it's cool to hear where people start following me from. Yeah, like what item? Yeah. It was the Rihanna hat? Was the Kanye shirt? Was it mm-hmm. like the tie dye hoodie? Was it as the Obama project? That's which great. changed my life. Um, so it's just cool to hear people's stories and like you know I get not saying I'm not confident, but like I'm not a cocky designer. I don't think I don't walk around like my shit don't stink. So me doing pop up, I don't do wholesale no more. You can only buy my stuff online at Fat Tiger or at pop ups. So mm-hmm. it's like you know I'm not like hard to get, but Pop-ups allowed me to talk to people in different cities to figure out. Like, I went to New Orleans, and I was like, yo, these kids really fuck with me. Yeah. Like, these, they're telling me like Katrina stories, and they're just like, damn, you know? I can't be for no other brand around the world, but, like, my goal is to just, like, inspire. That's all about inspiring kids. Absolutely. Know? And then what about, like, um, you know, you've, you've reached a certain level where you're now, like, you know, hanging out with, like, Don C or whoever else. Like, you know, like, that's got to mean something to you as well. Man, like... Don C, he's always been like an OG to me. Mm-hmm. I, I call him up. Like, it's, it's a lot of these deals coming through. I know mm-hmm. he did these a lot of stuff first. and this, So it's like, yo, McDonald's offered me this. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, yeah, but like, you know, Chance has been a friend. Vic has been a friend. Like, uh, Smoke Diz is one of my really good New York friends. So yeah, these are like all. Smoke Dizzle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are all like real friends. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, um, yeah, it's just like, it's just all natural. I don't want, cause at, at this stage, it's weird blowing up at like 31. You know, I'm 31 now, and it's just like, I don't, I'm tired, man. I don't be wanting to, like, do all the industry, like, networking shit. It's just like, I just want to put my clothes out and just, like, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I think there is something about enjoy it while it's happening, you yeah. know, like, and it happens when it happens. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it should happen at 18, or it should happen at 22, yeah. or it should happen at 25. It, yeah. We say this all the time. Two chains happen late in, yes. in, in rapper life. Yes. And that's we hold him like at the yeah. highest level because of that yeah. and he's working harder than anyone out here yeah so you know you should enjoy it and and, and yeah and your and rap that. career is still coming up so yeah. don't worry about yeah. it that's like still a lot of the a lot of my ogs are like old as shit now not old as shit but like <laughs> i feel better because I'm, I'm 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 getting old but like at 31 like i, don't, I think Virgil's like 40 not 40 but like 30 you know what i'm saying right we are like i have time to kill continue continue to grow you know yeah for sure yeah so this pop-up in New York yeah. uh, is now moving to Brooklyn. Yep. And that is lasting until when? Um, I haven't announced it yet, but by the time this comes out. Yeah. When is it coming out? Uh, we don't know. Next, right. Next yeah, week. maybe next week. Yeah, yeah so know. by the time it happened already. But yeah, so yeah. I'm doing a pop-up <laughs> with Adidas. Um, two, uh, tripping Thursday and Friday, and then I'm doing a workshop um, on Saturday. So and what, what can people expect at the workshop? Um, I think people are hearing my story, you know? So I'm just going to tell my story, ups and downs. Um, and then we'll print shirts with some people. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, wait. Talk about the Malia thing real quick. Oh, so yeah. So like, you know, a highlight of my career is the Obama collection. Obama collection was like, yo, and a part of, I won't, so again, I hate the word fast fashion, but at the same time, I, there's some stuff that happens in the culture. I'm like, yo, somebody got to make a t-shirt about this. Like when Prince passed away, 
I was not thinking about money. It was like, yo, I'm going to see a Prince t-shirt. like a, And this is before the whole hip-hop shirt shit got corny because it's kind of corny now. But I was like, did the hip-hop Prince shirt, rest in peace. Um, I think I gave them away and then you had to buy some from my shop to get one. Sprite. But again, it was just like, yeah. just the fucking, right, hilarious. <laughs> um, and it's just like some things in culture, I just feel like I look up and be like, damn, no, nobody did a shirt off this? Let me just do it. So, you know, um, one of my happiest days in, in life was I don't know if it was like this around the world or in like around the U.S., but like when Obama won the presidency, Chicago was so lit. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. Yeah. Like, God, it was like when Grant Park, they shut down the yeah. park. Yeah. They had the Obama thing everywhere. And it was like, you know, Chicago is a violent city, you know? It's a lot of stuff that goes on that's like unfortunate. But like that day, that night, it was like everybody hugging and kissing each other. It was like car. It was, it was like. You know, I'm, I was kind of young when the Bulls won the championship, so I didn't get to see the craziness of the, the, the Bulls championship run. But, like, Obama, when it, that was like my – I never saw Chicago that lit. And that everybody was just so full of love that night. So that's always been something that stuck out in my head. So, I mean, you can say what you want about his, you know, politics and, you know, presidency. But, again, being a black man and, and the president, that was like a huge thing for me always. So mm-hmm. when uh, um, his presidency was over, I was like, yeah, I would love to see Obama jersey. That should be lit. So I was just like, I don't think nobody will do it. So let me do a collection. So I made a collection. I made an airbrushed uh, wedding T-shirt with the I googled their wedding. And I just like a just married with the mm-hmm. well, that was pretty lit. I did a Malia um, like the Harvard. Yep, Harvard. She's going to Harvard. I put just um, it's okay. We all smoke at the bottom. <laughs> like a hidden message for her. Um, I uh, Michelle Obama went to Whitney Young, which is a high school in Chicago. So I did a Whitney Young's Dolphin T-shirt, mm. class of nineteen eighty one, something like that. Um, yeah, everything was specific. It's mm-hmm. like, if you know, you know. But again, like, you have to Google and find out about every shirt or whatever, you know. So um, I put this stuff, I put the collection out. It went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance came in my store and was like, yo, <laughs> this shit fresh. Um, but take it offline and I'm going to help you sell it. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, just give me 20%. We have, you know, we can figure it out. Um and I was like, what the hell? You wear my clothes for free all the time. Like, you know, what the hell? I mean, we friends. Um, I love Chance to Death, man. That's like my brother for life. Because yeah. he didn't have to do that. And it's like, um, we did like, save money, goddamn yeah, it. Right? Yeah, right, right. We, he dropped the collection. Um, we shot it. I shot the little book with Chance. Um, we dropped the collection. And um, it went crazy. Like, that was the thing that that was when I got like I that was like when the, the blog started like yo you know and um so I'm forever grateful um that was like literally like the the, the collection that just put me up there as far as like people knowing my name a lot more you yeah. know what I'm saying that like brought a lot more followers to me a lot of people so a lot of people started my career off at the Obama stuff which is just last year mm-hmm. but you know you know what it is what it is and you never got a cease and desist from any of them no that's the thing because <laughs> like, I could have easily that, that could have easily went down here but um. You know, through Chance again, um, his relationship with Malia, um, I got that picture. And I wasn't, I was sitting on that picture for like a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to post it because I think she looked high in the picture. <laughs> so I didn't want to like, you know, so I was like, I literally just like posted it and it went up. But yeah, she like, I I, I got word that the Obamas like fucked with it. And it was Did like, you ever think about putting that picture, picture of her in your shirt on a shirt? Now we got our collab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, now we got our collab. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, congratulations on everything. Like, really, from making T-shirts back in high school when you, you when you couldn't run to being on a, a hell of a fucking run right yeah, now. Yeah. So, thank you. We're really, really thrilled that you came up here. And yeah, I hope that you and Jared continue your boy magic. <laughs> Stop it! I don't know why. That's like this interview was so good. I said, "Yo, I'm gonna be the Jared." I was like, I thought about like shit.
Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we, we really appreciate you. Congratulations. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, I'm Eric, you are Jeff. We, together, are It's The Real. If people want to find out more about our upcoming book, our upcoming tour, actually, by the way, upcoming tour dates, plural, so look out for that very soon. If people want to find out more about our merch, if people want to find out anything about us, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com, itsthereal.com slash shop for all of our merch. Yes. Itsthereal.com slash tour for our tickets. Yeah. Itsthereal.com slash nothing for <laughs> just anything. Itsthereal.com, that's where you should go. Yeah. You can always go listen to all of our old episodes and our new ones at soundcloud.com slash a waste of time, or you can go on iTunes, search for a waste of time with It's The Real. Mm-hmm. We are also on all streaming services for our music, Teddy Bear fresh still on all streaming platforms yeah if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet now is the time before we drop new music get acquainted fuck with it pass it along to friends and family and put it on those playlists it's the real on all streaming services you can always find us on twitter at it's the real facebook at it's the real instagram at it's the real i am also on Fortnite at it's it's the real and i am terrible terrible i am mediocre at best but you know what you're getting better are you no all right thank you guys first of all for being such strong advocates of all the good work that we've put in over 199 episodes we want to shout you guys out for shouting us out so jeff who do you want to shout i want to shout out a couple people i want to shout out alex sampson for one who is definitely listening to this episode alex sampson who is one of many people who recommended that we get joe fresh goods on the podcast Mm -hmm. And uh, Alex Sampson has also been a great supporter and a great friend uh, for as long as we've known him. I also want to shout out Dimples out in L.A. Yeah, definitely shout out to Dimples. Who I told her that I'd uh, been running and that I'd fucked my ankles up by running. Mm -hmm. And she sent me a care package out of the blue, which I just got right before this. That's very nice. Where she sent me uh, some ankle braces for my fucked up ankles. How nice is that? And she also said that even 85-year-old Jeff Goldblum <laughs> needs to uh, recover sometimes. She said that? Yeah. That's that smart. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I want to shout out our friend Gil. Gil, who goes by old.soul on Instagram, was not only a major figure for us in terms of getting all of our dope merch printed up, so shout out to him for that, but he also was the guy who hooked us up with Joe Fresh Goods. Gil is clearly a guy who can make things happen. One more time, go to itsthereal.com and get your tickets for Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies live October 3rd at Highline Ballroom, itsthereal.com. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Right.